Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to talk about dogs. Dogs have been an important part of Canadian history from the very beginning. The first dogs to arrive in Canada came from Siberia over 12,000 years ago. They were used for hunting, pulling sleds, and as companions for the indigenous people who made their way across the Bering Strait. In the 17th century, European settlers brought dogs with them as well. And like the indigenous people, they relied on their dogs for companionship, hunting, and protection. Dogs have been some of Canada's most beloved heroes. In 1909, a Labrador retriever named Polar Bear helped the explorer Robert Perry reach the North Pole. In 1916, Canadians were captivated by the story of Bruno, a sheepdog who was rescued from war-torn Europe and refused to eat after his person passed away. In 1941, a Newfoundland named Gander saved the lives of several Canadian soldiers during the Battle of Hong Kong. Over the centuries, dogs have served Canadians in an ever-expanding variety of ways. Today they work in law enforcement, detect cancer and COVID, help find missing children, and enable the blind to get around. But for most Canadians, dogs are much more than just working animals. Their loyalty, friendship, and unconditional love have made them part of our families. Countless dogs are beloved characters in Canadian art and film. Their stories have been told by such noteworthy authors as Farley Mowat, Lucy Maud Montgomery, and Stephen Leacock. They can make us laugh, they comfort us, they remind us of our better angels, of what our character could be, and perhaps that is why we love them so much. Which brings me to my puppy, Boris. Boris is a 10-year-old Irish setter, Newfoundland cross, the same breed as Gander, actually. Recently, he began hacking up his food. His bark became raspy, and he's having trouble breathing deeply, so I took him to see the vet. Boris has the canine version of Lou Gehrig's disease. His spinal cord will slowly degenerate, and over the next one to three years, he'll progressively lose control of the muscles he uses to play, bark, eat, and breathe. There is no cure, and the cause remains unknown, but there is a way to slow it down. With the laryngeal paralysis, Boris needs surgery. Without it, his constricted larynx will get worse faster, and he may pass away in only a few months. The problem is the surgery costs $5,000, which is well beyond what I can afford. So I'm asking for your help. I've set up a GoFundMe to pay for the vet. If you'd like to contribute, just click the link for Boris Fundraiser in my show notes. And if you've donated already, thank you. If you've shared, thank you as well. Thank you for helping us get a few more precious years together, because it means the world to us both. I want to say thank you to the wonderful review I got from Darren1495. Darren said on his five-star review of From John to Justin, Craig Barrett has done it again with a great idea and content and nails it. Love the classic style of telling everyone's story, and it's so good to get attention to some important people and things over the years. This podcast gave me a new favorite Prime Minister, Alexander Mackenzie. Cheers, pal. I gotta agree, I really like Alexander Mackenzie too. Thanks, Darren. Since Vincent Massey became the first Canadian-born Governor General, the country had one Governor General born in Ontario, three who were Francophone, one from Manitoba, and one from Alberta. After Jeanne Sauvé finished her term as Governor-General, it was time for Saskatchewan to gain a Governor-General of its own. 
And while technically Jean Sauvé was born in Saskatchewan, she spent most of her life in Ottawa and Montreal. Now it was time for Ray Natitian to take over, becoming the 24th Governor General of the country. Natitian was born on March 16, 1934 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, to Helen and John Natitian. His father John had come from the Ukraine and became close friends with John Diefenbaker before he became Prime Minister. Due to that relationship and his work, John Natitian was made Canada's first Ukrainian-born senator. His mother Helen would say, quote, Ray was always interested in politics because of his father. Whenever his father went out with Diefenbaker, Ray would go along. End quote. Natitian would say in 1983 of those early years, quote, In growing up, part of my political education came from first-hand observation of Mr. Diefenbaker and my dad's political activities. End quote. He would add later of Diefenbaker, quote, I was in awe of him. End quote. Ray Natitian would attend Victoria Public School and then moved on to the University of Saskatchewan to earn a Bachelor of Arts in 1954, followed by a law degree two years later. In 1957, he passed the Saskatchewan Bar and practiced law in Saskatoon for a brief time. He then moved to Ottawa to become an executive assistant to the government leader in the Senate, remaining there until 1960 when he came back to Saskatoon to practice law. He would save the experience, quote, I could see it was where I wanted to end up, end quote. That same year, he married Karen Anderson, and together they would have two sons. As a youth, Natitian had been a member of the Royal Canadian Air Cadets, and from 1951 to 1956, he served in the Royal Canadian Air Force Reserves. And from 1956 to 1958, he was a member of the Royal Canadian Air Force's 23-wing auxiliary. Over the course of the 1960s, Natitian also taught law at the University of Saskatchewan. In 1964, he began his first steps towards a political career when he ran as progressive conservative in the provincial election, but he failed to win his seat, finishing with 5% of the vote 13th overall among the candidates. In 1974, Natitian ran again as a progressive conservative candidate, this time in the federal riding of Saskatoon Bigger. In that campaign, he would say that NDP support was swinging in his area, and many were beginning to join him in his attempt to get elected. The riding had been won by the NDP for the past two elections, but Natitian was able to win by 1,200 votes over his NDP challenger. One way he helped swing votes over to his side was by aligning with farmers in the urban-rural riding. He would say, quote, Anybody that lives in Saskatchewan for any period of time, whether they live in the city or not, knows which side his bread is buttered on. There are no questions that agriculture is still the number one industry. End quote. Natitian was also helped in the campaign by a very prominent Canadian and an old family friend, John Diefenbaker. Diefenbaker would say on the campaign trail, quote, when I was a boy, if you didn't have an English or a French last name, you couldn't amount to anything. I had a dream in those days to change all that. I grew up and made my dream come true. It took 50 years for me to get the Bill of Rights passed, but now it is law. Today, I'm back here just 17 miles from where I grew up, and I'm campaigning for a man named Natitian." In 1976, he was one of the few progressive conservatives to vote in favor of abolishing the death penalty. He would say at the time, quote, Obviously, some people will disagree. I hope people will understand that it is not done on a whim or for political reasons. End quote. The decision was especially hard as Diefenbaker voted to retain the death penalty. 
Three years later, Diefenbaker was dead. The Titian would say, quote, It was a difficult day for me. He was disappointed in me, I know, but I had to do what I did. It was a matter of conscience. It was only much later I realized he had disappointed me that day too. End quote. In 1979, Joe Clark became Prime Minister, and he appointed Natitian as the Minister of Energy, Mines and Resources, as well as the Secretary of State for Science and Technology. Natitian set himself apart from his colleagues by choosing to wear one of two suede sports coats rather than the suits worn by others. He would say the jackets were made of ultra-suede and joked that it was an edible oil product. McLean's would write of him, quote, he was one of Parliament's premier hecklers, fast with the quip, though his jabs were invariably followed by a grin or a look of mock horror to dull the thrust. But he was never entirely comfortable with power. You could tell by the clothes he wore. End quote. Overall, Natitian was well liked in Parliament by both sides of the aisle, and when the Progressive Conservatives came back into power in 1984 under Brian Mulroney, Natitian was named the government house leader. He would also serve as the President of the Privy Council and the Minister of Justice. Last Friday, the Federal Court of Appeal struck down Section 32 of the Public Service Employment Act, changing the rules for over 200,000 public servants. Previously, they had been forced to be politically neutral if they wanted to keep their jobs. The idea was to have a nonpartisan public service. Great victory for the men and women who work for the Public Service of Canada. The Ottawa MP who took the case to court wanted a promise from the government that it would let the court's decision stand. Will the government undertake not to appeal this decision to the Supreme Court of Canada? I don't rule out the possibility of appeal to make sure we have the highest court in the land looking at what the law of respect to the Charter and public service rights are. But we have not made a decision. Natitian suggested that with the cooperation of the opposition, a new law governing public servants and politics could be passed. The court said any public servant below the deputy minister level should be politically free. Ottawa West MP David Dobney has a private member's bill that would not go quite as far, freeing up only unionized workers, those below the managerial level. And it's conceivable that the government could compromise by adopting Dobney's bill to give it quick passage. I think my bill is a good, uh, reasonable position. It strikes the right balance between the principles that we're trying to balance, and uh, I hope that that's what happens. In those positions, he was well-liked by his staff. The Ottawa Citizen reported, quote, His staff were just totally dedicated to him, and I think his sense of humor relieved a lot of the tension. Some of the stuff was totally outrageous. He'd crack everyone up, end quote. As Justice Minister, he would introduce an anti-pornography bill that would limit what could be shown on television and movies. Natitian would say of the bill, quote, I believe, and I know all Canadians agree with me, that there would be no justification for the depiction of extreme sexual violence or the exploitation of Canadian youth, end quote. Overall, this bill was quite unpopular in Canada. With the press, off the record, he was known as a stand-up comic who took pot shots at himself and others around him. On the record, though, he was seen as the least quotable member of the cabinet, and often talked in circles to the point that reporters eventually stopped asking him questions. Even with that frustration, though, most of the reporters liked Natitian for his easy demeanor and friendly nature. Once, during a meeting with the provincial justice ministers, he received a phone call from Brian Smith, the Attorney General of British Columbia who could not attend because he was on his honeymoon. The line went dead unexpectedly, and rather than hang up, Natitian began to pretend to ask questions that would become more and more personal, including about the intimacy of Smith's married life. Dan Turner, a reporter turned speechwriter, said, quote, 
put Ray in a room, and in no time he'll be surrounded by laughing people. End quote. In his position as justice minister, it was not uncommon for an attician to work from 8 a.m. to midnight, and throughout his time in Parliament, his family continued to live in Saskatoon. This resulted in him constantly commuting from Ottawa to Saskatoon and back again. In 1988, Natitian lost his seat in a re-election bid by 5,000 votes to his NDP challenger, ending his political career, but a new career was soon on the horizon. He would save his loss, quote, Personally, I am surprised to see myself lose because people had received me well the doors with great courtesy. In Saskatchewan, we had a tradition of politicians getting knocked off. Now I know how Tommy Douglas and Roy Romanow felt. I know I don't have anything to be ashamed of, end quote. One reason he may have lost in his writing was due to the government's move on abortion. Throughout the campaign, anti-abortion activists targeted him and spent much of the campaign protesting on his front lawn. There was also the unpopularity of Brian Mulroney at the time. His NDP opponent, Chris Axworthy, would say, quote, I know I didn't win because the voters disliked Ray. I know they think very highly of him. It is Brian Mulroney they voted against, and I was the beneficiary of that. End quote. One can associate the residential school system with tuberculosis and tuberculosis with the residential school system. We had indigenous parents, communities, students, church employees, teachers, and individuals who are part of Indian Affairs, like Dr. Peter Henderson Price, giving their critiques in their own time. People hid when the tuberculosis screening came to their communities because they knew that the result of getting screened was that they, they could be taken away. I believe a lot of people were used, government officials who just thought they were doing the right thing. They were doing what they were told. First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples are already told our story. It's now time to tell the other side of the story. We need to take a serious look at the parts of the system from the past that we may be replicating today. I'm Maya Foster Sanchez, and this is the story of a national crime. Coming this fall, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the next year, Natitian worked in a law firm in Ottawa before Mulroney announced in October 1989 that Natitian would be the new Governor General of Canada. When he found out he was going to be Governor General, Natitian called his extended family and told them to get the family together for breakfast so he could make an announcement. His mother Helen stated, quote, It was a complete surprise. It was driving him silly trying to keep it to himself. End quote. Overall, there was high praise for Natitian becoming Governor General. Hubert Bach of the Montreal Gazette wrote, quote, To know Ray Natitian, from all accounts, is to think he's a prince among men, intelligent, affable, generous, good-humored, not the least bit full of himself. Former colleagues on both sides of the House of Commons unfailingly used terms like these to describe his human qualities, end quote. Critics of the appointment stated that Natitian was nothing more than a crony of Mulroney and should not have the post, especially considering he had a very poor understanding of French. Close friend Harry Neer would say that would likely change. He told McLean's quote, I'm not suggesting that Ray will ever be fully bilingual, but you will see a definite improvement, end quote. In truth, the Titian was not appointed without thought by Mulroney. The Prime Minister had consulted with both Liberal leader John Turner and NDP leader Ed Broadbent, both of whom highly recommended Natitian. Natitian would become the first person of Ukrainian descent to serve as Governor General of Canada. 
As such, the appointment was widely celebrated by Ukrainian Canadians. Dr. Dmitro Kipowink, the president of the National Ukrainian Canadian Committee, said, quote, It is a cause of celebration. I think you will have a tremendous unifying effect on Canada. For a community that has worked so long to make it and do well in Canada, appointing someone like Ray Natishin makes a very important impact. On January 29, 1990, Natishin was sworn in as the Governor General. Prime Minister Brian Mulroney would say at the ceremony, quote, As a distinguished lawyer, as a second-generation Canadian, you know firsthand the difficulties which have caused you to become an advocate of tolerance, champion of national reconciliation, and you know of this country, and you understand and admire her people, end quote. For a man known for his informality, it was a day of extraordinary pomp and ceremony. The day the jovial and down-to-earth Raina Titian became His Excellency, the Queen's representative in Canada. Politicians, diplomats, and dignitaries packed the Senate chamber to witness Natitian swearing in as Canada's 24th Governor-General. You do swear that you will well and truly serve Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II? I do. So help you God. Then, after the firing of a 21-gun salute outside, Prime Minister Mulroney officially welcomed Natitian to his new position, saying he personifies the aspirations of all Canadians. As a distinguished lawyer, as a second-generation Canadian, you know firsthand the difficulties which has caused you to become an advocate of tolerance, a champion of national reconciliation, and you know this country, and you understand and admire her people. Seated on the throne, Natitian pledged to use his position to strengthen the sense of community among Canadians. The Governor-General belongs to the people of Canada, not to any one linguistic, cultural or economic group, but to all Canadians. Much of the speech was delivered in a passable French, an indication of how hard Natitian has worked recently to overcome one of his biggest handicaps as Governor-General, his previous lack of any fluency in the language. There were words in Ukrainian, too, a proud moment for his mother as he talked of how his Ukrainian ancestors always felt at home in Canada. The installation over, Natitian was back to his cheerful self, emerging from Parliament to receive his first royal salute. Then, the first of what will become countless inspections of the guard. Top hat and tails, and all the other trappings of his vice-regal office, aren't likely to stop Raina Titian bringing a populist flavor to Rideau Hall, and just possibly, a new vitality to an old institution. David Halton, CBC News, Ottawa. In his speech after being sworn in, Natitian would say that he planned to, quote, champion the issues about which Canadians care deeply, service to the community, environmental responsibility, the ongoing struggle to conquer literacy, the needs of the aged, end quote. He would say in Ukrainian, quote, I can only be grateful because among the families that came to Canada and were welcomed to it were Michael and Anna Natitian, holding in their arms the infant son who would be my father, end quote. Stating that the Governor-General was a position that belonged to the people of Canada, Natitian got to work to back up his words. He quickly reopened the grounds of Rideau Hall to the public, which had been closed since 1986 under Jean Sauvé. 
He also invited 400 residents of the neighborhood around the property into the mansion for a visit. He also insisted that people call him Ray. When he invited his neighbors to Government House, they were treated to coffee and cookies, and the Titian and his wife mingled with the guests for two hours. Neighbor Jean Short would say, quote, He was absolutely charming. He remembered my family. I really think we're going to like our new neighbor. End quote. Natitian would say, quote, I was very happy to open the gates. End quote. It was also rumored in private quarters he had told friends, quote, I guess if the Berlin Wall can come down, the gates can be opened. End quote. He added that the security concerns that had closed the grounds were alleviated by the security cameras that had been installed. He also stated, quote, Not once during the time I was Governor General did I feel a sense that I needed security. End quote. He would also establish a visitor center and begin a guided tour of the grounds and building. McLean's would write, quote, The fence-mending gesture would signal what is likely to be a marked change in viceregal style. End quote. One of his first trips as Governor General was to go to Quebec where he met with the Premier. At the time, Canada was also going through the Meech Lake Accord debate, and Titian would say of it in Quebec, quote, People are not always agreed about the meaning of the past and the needs of the present. We are writing a very important page of our history, and to protect the future we must force ourselves to understand and be understood. End quote. Those around Titian would say that there was a chance, given his affable qualities, that he would become the most admired governor-general since Georges Vanier, who served from 1959 to 1967, and who, of course, I did an episode on just a little while ago. On February 21, 1991, Natitian had a bit of a hiccup during a flight on a military aircraft. While flying out of Toronto, the crew detected the smell of burning rubber and an unusual vibration. It was found there had been landing gear difficulties. Nothing serious, but still something relatively unusual for a governor general to go through. In October 1991, Natitian phoned the locker room of the Toronto Blue Jays to congratulate them on becoming the first Canadian team to win the World Series, something he would get to repeat the following year. He would also invite them to Rideau Hall. In Toronto today, Governor General Ray Natitian and Mayor June Rowlands officiated in a wreath-laying ceremony at the Cenotaph in front of Old City Hall, and at the conclusion... A bugler's mournful lament was played for veterans who stood at attention, their faces etched with the memory of comrades left behind on a blood-drenched beach half a century ago. Glenn Cochran, CFTO News. In 1992, the skating rink on the grounds of Garmin House was reopened after years of being closed to the public. That same year, he hosted a rock concert on the grounds, which had a message of staying in school and also promoted the Canadian Scholarships Program. The concert aired on YTV as His Excellency's Most Excellent Rock Concert. Also that year, which was the 75th anniversary of the NHL, he set up a miniature Hockey Hall of Fame inside Rideau Hall and had Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky, and Maurice Richard greet visitors. Ladies and gentlemen, a Canada Day message from the Right Honourable Ray Natitian, Governor-General of Canada, followed by the Right Honourable Brian Mulroney, Prime Minister of Canada. As Canadians celebrating our 125th birthday, we are currently facing the great challenge of reinforcing our national unity. A constitution is made up of more than just words. Invisible at its heart must be a spiritual bond that joins us as Canadians. More than all the legalities, this is what will sustain us. 
There must be a spirit nourished by the majesty of our land, by our common heritage and shared values, by our similarities, and just as important as any of these, by our differences. We Canadians are a large family. What is important in any family is that everyone feels that they belong. Think about your own family, how differently people within it sometimes express their need to be themselves. And yet, if the family values staying together, each member must make compromises. In this way, harmony and the spirit of the family will be preserved. We Canadians are undergoing that process of accommodation right now. We are struggling to recognize one another's passion, one another's needs. We are going through this because most of us know how great our shared treasure really is and how much of that treasure, beyond the majestic land, the rights and freedoms, the bountiful economic resources, is us, Canadians, all of us. We Canadians only have to look around. People around the world look at us with envy. We have so much to be proud of and so much to give to the world. Let us put our differences aside and celebrate the magnificence of our country, our diversity, and our basic common values. What we have is well worth belonging to. Let each of us do what we can to ensure that all our brothers, all our sisters, our young and our old, our people of all colors, our people of different languages, religions, and cultures feel that they belong. We are joined in our celebrations today by our Queen, whose affection for Canada over the years has meant so much to us. In her company, we are celebrating the birthday of one of the finest countries in the world. This treasure belongs to all of us. To this treasure, all of us belong. Happy Canada Day. In 1993, Natishan created the Governor General Summer Concert Series, which has become a very popular music festival in the area. In 1994, his wife wrote a book, Rideau Hall, Canada's Living Heritage. The proceeds from the book went to expand the collection of art and furnishings at Government House. A heritage garden was also built by the couple on the grounds. She would say, quote, When my husband and I took up residence at this historic address, our thoughts inevitably focused on somehow sharing the experience with all Canadians. We became convinced the appropriate medium would be a coffee table book. End quote. The 160-page book explored the heritage of the home as well as its grounds. As Governor-General, Natishan also created the Governor-General's Performing Arts Award, which is now one of the most prestigious awards for the performing arts in Canada. His time as Governor-General came to an end in February 1995. In his last New Year's Day levy, held on January 1st, 1995, 2,000 people came out to say goodbye. As Governor-General, Natishan welcomed 26 heads of state to Canada, including Russian President Boris Yeltsin. He would also make several state visits of his own, including to Ukraine, his ancestral home. Along with the heads of state, he also received more than 150 ambassadors or high commissioners. He would also preside over the 125th anniversary of Confederation, the 50th anniversary of D-Day, and he would welcome Prince Charles and Princess Diana to Government House. He would also receive criticism in April 1994 when he met with Chinese President Wang Zemin, which had led many to accuse him of being soft on human rights. Over the course of his time as Governor-General, 
he traveled over 500,000 kilometers and visited over 80 communities across Canada. He also attended over 2,000 events, gave 1,200 speeches, received over 20,000 letters, and sent out over 100,000 anniversary messages. At Rideau Hall, over 92,000 people toured the public rooms and 112,000 toured the grounds. He was also the first Governor-General to travel internationally with business leaders to drum up opportunities for Canadian entrepreneurs. He would say, after stepping down, quote, I've had a very fortunate life. I've had the opportunity to serve the people of Canada, and I'm very humbled by that. End quote. While most Canadians felt Natishin was an excellent Governor-General who connected with Canadians, the Monarchist League of Canada criticized his time as Governor-General, stating, he did not stand up for the Canadian crown he represented. In November 2002, he was named a Chancellor of Carleton University. Only a few weeks later, on December 18, 2002, he died from complications related to pancreatitis. A tumor had been found in his bile duct in mid-August, and he had been in the hospital off and on since September. On December 23, 2002, he was commemorated in a multi-faith state funeral after spending two days in state at the Senate chamber. Prime Minister Jean Chrétien stated, quote, He will be remembered by all for his warmth, his devotion to his country, and to the work he did on behalf of all Canadians. He touched the hearts of all, and he will be sorely missed. End quote. When his stamp was issued by Canada Post in 2004 on what would have been his 70th birthday, the organization stated, quote, Even in his full formal dress, Raynatitian would never look pompous. He was resolutely a man of the people. End quote. Maclean's would write after his death, quote, Forget the high office, and Natitian's career was still a potent symbol of immigrant arrival. His father came from a farm in Ukraine to become a lawyer, as did Ray and his two brothers. But for him, the grander achievement had to be more of just surviving Ottawa politics in a particularly bitter period, but taking some of the mickey out of it with wit, whimsy, and a touch of prairie friendliness. It is an inspiring Canadian story. End quote. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at Ray Natitian. Next week, we're looking at Romeo LeBlanc. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to Canada ehx.com and clicking donate and i also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons and i apologize if i get any names incorrect martin strache sarah white tom mcmillan mike sullivan wendy mills keelan pregnitz michael matthews joanna parker jeff Dahl, Vobbs, robert page richard t colin johnson jeff hershey kyle murray steve pakin matthew gartho Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nixon Ree, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, McLean's Governor General of Canada, Regional Leader Post, Wikipedia, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Montreal Gazette, Ottawa Citizen, Fort McMurray Today, Windsor Star, and the Vancouver Sun. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.